The apostles gathered together with Jesus and reported all they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away by yourselves to a deserted place and rest for a while. People were coming and going in great numbers, and they had no opportunity even to eat. So they went off in the boats by themselves to a deserted place. People saw them leaving, and many came to know about it. They hastened there on foot from all the towns and arrived at the place before them. When Jesus disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them. For they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Good morning, everyone. My name is Father Jim. I'm the chaplain and the director at the St. John Henry Newman Catholic Center at Montclair State University, where I've been for about 15 years. And I was trying to remember, I think this is the 12th year that Focus has been on our campus. So I've been very blessed to have worked with Focus missionaries over, the, over more than a decade now and to be in, at more than a few of the national conferences. So it's a great joy to, to celebrate this Eucharist to, to, to preach today. I'm sure that some of my brother priests and the religious brothers and sisters who are here today have, have memories, as I do, of hearing that gospel passage on retreats when we were first discerning our vocation, trying to figure out if Jesus was calling us to, to follow him in this particular intentional way. And, these lives of service, specifically the line where, where Jesus looks at the crowd and St. Mark describes Jesus's heart is moved with pity for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd, is a line that usually comes up in those discernment settings. And it's a good thing to reflect on. And for some of you, and you know who you are right now, Hopefully those words are resonating in your hearts to ask yourselves how you can help relieve Jesus's heart of that pity by being open and being generous yourself and saying yes to just even seriously asking yourself, is Jesus asking me to follow him as a priest or as a religious? Or even is he asking me to consider serving him as a focused missionary? I know that just sitting with that scripture when I was in high school and college was challenging in many ways and I didn't always want to be challenged. But in hindsight, I'm humbled and grateful for, for Jesus inviting me to share in his priesthood. So I just wanted to say that outright. Hopefully this triggers some attention and some prayer over that question of vocation for all of you, and especially those of you who know who you are, who needed to hear that reminder and that invitation again. But 
Focus and Seek Conference always welcomes a great number of people who are all at very different places of our faith lives right now. Some of you are really active Bible study members, maybe even veterans of multiple Seek conferences, and you have the T-shirts from every one of them to prove that. Some of you finally came to a Bible study after some missionary was stalking and harassing you for months. And then before you knew it, a whole group of people were coming to this, and the lure of coming to Connecticut for a weekend was too hard to resist. And that's not a dig at Connecticut, by the way. Coming from New Jersey, I know better than getting in the state. Some of you may not even be Catholic, may not have even been raised in any faith. And so seriously, guys, it's just so awesome that you're here. God has blessed and will continue to bless you for being here, that you've taken this time, that you've made this commitment and honored it to pull away from our campuses and our busy lives and being here, to spend some time to acknowledge this interior desire that is seeking something, something more than what we can find satisfied in those busy lives of ours, more than can be fulfilled in the endless alternatives that are presented for consideration to capture our attention and maybe even tap into our desires and passions on our campuses, all of which ultimately will fall short of fulfilling that interior longing that is seeking. What we as Catholic Christians have come to know as the truth is that in our heart of hearts, what we're seeking is not something, but someone. One of my personal heroes was my, the Pope when I was growing up and is now a saint, Pope St. John Paul II, once said in one of his addresses, it's Jesus that you seek when you dream of happiness. For many of us, we've come to know that truth. But one of the amazing things that people don't realize is that when Jesus dreams of happiness, what is it he seeks? And that's you. That's me. That's each and every one of us. That's another truth that so many don't believe is even possible. But it's one of the amazing things that this this gospel passage spoke to me this week. Because the more I sat with the passage, something that stood out in a way that never did and struck me before can be summed up in three words from the scripture. Coming and going. This gospel scene was right after the apostles had, had returned from one of their, their missionary journeys. And man, were they beat. Such that Jesus is looking at the sorry lot and he sees them as one big old mess. They're exhilarated from all that they experienced, that they were able to do in Jesus' name, but they're exhausted. So with just gentleness and love and care, he wants them just to get away, just to rest and recharge a bit. But right after Jesus lays that out as their plan, it seems like the crowds are so big, they're so numerous, so unrelenting that they, they can't get away. And we hear that phrase, people were coming and going in great numbers, and they had no opportunity even to eat. 
Maybe the reason that this vast crowd is moving Jesus' heart to pity isn't that he's just short-handed. Maybe the reason that they're like sheep without a shepherd is precisely that the people were coming and going. What do I mean? They were coming to see what the buzz was all about and then going looking for the next big thing. They were coming because they had heard about a a particular miracle that Jesus had performed and were hoping to see one or maybe even receive one themselves. But then going away looking for some other spectacular sight to capture their fascination. They were coming because news of an exorcism that Jesus had accomplished had them fascinated. And they were curious if they might be able to see the devil being defeated, see evil being conquered themselves. But then going because there were some sinful things in their lives they weren't quite ready to give any attention to, let alone confront. They were coming and going, believing the lies of a world that finds itself repeating the same mistake of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden over and over again. A lie that says, I can't trust God, or I'm in charge of my own destiny, or I could be like God himself and just grasp what I want, when I want, and so I can come and go as I please. So maybe Jesus' heart is moved to pity, because in all that coming and going, they weren't truly following him. They weren't staying with him. They weren't resting in him. They weren't allowing themselves to be sheep loved by the shepherd. And that's a temptation that every one of us, no matter what place we find ourselves in, our journey of faith can find ourselves in. As parish priests, we we often struggle with reaching those who come out in big numbers for Feasts like Christmas and Ash Wednesday and Palm Sunday and Easter. Or come to have their their babies baptized and their children to receive First Communion. Dragging their teenagers to be confirmed. But then going. Disappearing for days, weeks, months, years in between. As a priest, I'm ashamed at the times after coming to receive this precious gift of the priesthood. And understanding what an even more precious gift my baptism, my confirmation, my communion, my Catholic faith brings me. These gifts and invitation into deeper friendship with Christ. That at times I find myself going and going and going. Doing things that I'm tempted into thinking are important and essential and fulfilling. All the the missions and the services that I've been entrusted with. And forgetting that first and foremost. Jesus wants me to be with him and wants me to want to be with him. Jesus simply wants me to stop my coming and going. He simply wants me and wants me to want him. What is it for you? Of all the things that you have to do or you tell yourself that you have to do or others have told you that you have to do, of all the things that capture your fascination, of all the things that are proposed for your consideration to bring you fulfillment in life, 
of all the things that have you coming and going and seeking something, something more. What is it that the God who made you, who fashioned you in your mother's wombs, and who knows you better than you know yourself, so would know how best to bring that happiness that each and every one of us desires. The God who seeks you, what is he trying to say to you right now? If you don't know where to start in that prayer or in delving into those types of questions, our first scripture reading from the Old Testament book of Kings today tells you you're in great company. We heard about a young man by the name of Solomon who's at a key moment in his life. His destiny, his call in life were very clear. He's going to be the next king of Israel and he's going to succeed his father, the great King David. And as overwhelmed as he might have been at the tasks before him, you don't see him coming and going looking for everyone's opinion or advice on what to do. He humbly goes to God and asks him simply and beautifully for an understanding heart to fulfill his mission in life. He humbles himself and waits on the Lord to speak into his life, into his call, and into his destiny, which the Lord does as he pours out his graces and his blessings and his favor on Solomon. What we will always find is that when we bear our hearts and souls before God, when we generously bring ourselves before him, he will never be outdone in generosity. And the same is possible for each of us today. We find ourselves here with our God who simply wants us to encounter him. Can we stop all of our coming and going, particularly once we leave this weekend, and simply be with him and stay with him? Learn that he's not some distant disinterested God but is ever drawing near and close desiring us to allow ourselves to be sheep in the caring hands of the shepherd for us to come to know what as St. Pope John Paul II puts so perfectly it is Jesus you seek when you dream of happiness he's waiting for you when nothing else you find satisfies you he is the beauty to which you're so attracted. It is he who provoked you with that thirst for fullness that will not let you settle for compromise. It is he who urges you to shed the masks of a false life. It's he who reads in your heart your most genuine choices, choices that others try to stifle. It is Jesus who stirs in you the desire to do something great with your lives, the will to follow an ideal, the refusal to allow yourselves to be ground down by mediocrity, the courage to commit yourselves humbly and patiently to improving yourselves and society, making the world more human and more fraternal.